1: we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. I get out of hand, just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. F left, 372 Y stick, C
0: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football.
2: All right. Let me clear my throat. All right. There we go. Let's get it started. Hour number two of the show on this kind of free-for-all fun Friday. Is that enough alliteration for you? Isn't alliteration good on the radio? Don't the professionals do that? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Here's some more for you. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. In all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Local insurance agents that you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face. You just pick up the phone and call. Text. They're right there, just right down the road. You don't have to deal with somebody, you know, three states over via a 1-800 number. That's one of the great things, one of the many great things about Farm Bureau Insurance, a great Mississippi company. We also stay connected to you because of another great Mississippi company, C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. I saw a really cool thing right now. C Spire is delivering. Yeah, so you can upgrade your phone if you need to or if there's something you need or Maybe you need to get yours fixed or whatever. They'll bring it to your house. They sure will. Saw that. Sea spire truck pulls up. Somebody just brings it to you. Probably put it in your mailbox or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Try it out and let me know how it goes. Shall you? That'd be great. All right. uh, Shoot me a text on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Check out my Country Pleasing hat. Somebody earlier said this is my country-pleasing Christmas hat because it's green on the back and red on the front. I like it. Country-pleasing sausage. It is the best, and I'm not sure it's close. Try it and get back to me. Again, the country-pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number or 885-3776. And call me on the Davini phone, Davini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. 995 That's the 601 number. Nine nine five one zero five nine. A little more about last night's first round of the draft. That's uh what I'm jumping to right now. And then uh also take a peek ahead. We'll do that today. A little bit of a peek ahead at rounds two, three coming up. That's when we should start to see some some more familiar names, certainly from the SEC. But I think Willie Gay is a linebacker out of start with a great chance to go in a second, third round. We'll see some linebackers went in the first round. Last Several, in fact. A little sip on the uh, High Point Roasters coffee. High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Order it. It'll deliver to your house. That's what I drink. High Point Roasters. I drink way too much coffee. But is that even possible? I'm just a big-time fan of coffee. So we'll get into some draft stuff with you, get your thoughts on it, what you thought about it as you watched it last night, and what you're looking forward to uh, going forward. A little more on the SEC, kind of they're setting some new benchmarks in there, another shoe has dropped in cutbacks financially throughout college sports because of the pandemic. Another story. And this one, a school and a place that you're going to know. I'm going to continue to let you know what those are. And so we'll get into some of that. Right now, though, first off on the the Divinity Equipment phone line, starting us off in Hour 2, is Jeff hanging on. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Matt. Just sitting
1: here listening to uh, Chicken Hawk, listening to Squirrels, and then we got our beloved Beeb in there, and he told the story of how he got his nickname, Beeb. And I remember John Vaughn talking, one of the most unique nicknames he had when he was in football was a guy named Cashmere. <laughs> and do you know how he got the name
2: Cashmere? No.
1: Because when he took his shirt off, it looked like a black
2: cashmere because he's so hairy. Oh, He really?
3: was hairy all over. <laughs> so they call
1: him Cashmere. Uh, did you have any unique, while you were playing ball at state? any unique nicknames you could share with us? I'll hang up and
2: listen. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jeff. No, I, I never got nicknames that I know of. Um, yeah, so I'm sure I had some like up in the student section that I didn't know of, but <laughs> not sure those are safe for radio. No, I never had a nickname. Uh, I'm trying to think, though. I played with some great ones. Of course, we had Pork Chop on the show last week. That was fun to catch up with him. Played with Pig, Pig Prather. Um. Yeah, so we had several, you know, great nicknames on the team, but I never got one. That again, that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, the nicknames though on here, it's all like outdoors related, isn't it? Chicken hawk, squirrel, and we got Beaver running the show. Beaver, I I don't, I didn't hear the story. When did you tell the story of how you got your nickname? Was it on the gridiron?
3: I. You know, I really can't remember if it was the gridiron or the drive. They all run together.
2: Yeah, sure. So, (laughs) what can I get the story? Can I get the details?
3: Yeah. So, um, I guess it was I was 11 years old. And I was a, (laughs) as me and Chris have talked about, a Husky kid. We were Husky kids. Remember when you had to buy the Husky jeans? Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, well, my class. Took a field trip to the zoo, and they had the, they have this exhibit where, and you might remember this: you go into like this little cave type area, mm-hmm. and they have the bubbles right. up above, and you can put your head into the bubble, <laughs> and you know look out at the the beavers because mm-hmm. I think they had two different animals you could do it with. One was the beaver, and I can't remember what the other was. Anyway, point is, apparently, eleven year old me got real excited pump putting his head up looking at these beavers and i wanted to go hang out with them and i tried my best to physically destroy the bubble and get through there to go play to play
2: with them (laughs) to get through the bubble i see
3: and that so the name that that's where the name came from so
2: It it, it is definitely connected to actual beavers yeah yeah okay we got it See, it's crazy how you earn nicknames sometimes, and now it has stuck. Hmm. I mean, this thing is permanent, Beaver. It's not going away, ever.
3: No, I don't think so.
2: You know, we keep going, there's a chance it could be on the tombstone. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You know, in parentheses or quotations, one or the other. (laughs) I mean, that's how permanent this thing has become for you. Yeah. That's funny. Later in the show, not now, that wasn't What's Up With Beaver. We'll have another Check in with him later just because I want to play the the song again. So that's coming up. With the NFL draft taking place virtually, which again, I enjoyed it. I didn't mind it. It went on too long. My Chiefs were at 32. There's no way I could stay up for that. So at about pick 19, a couple of picks after the Cowboys, I turned it in. Like I'm done. Got up and checked them this morning. It went on way too long. But I kind of liked the coverage. A little goofy at times, a little silly, but, you know, still, it was not bad. It was not bad at all. They did a pretty decent job considering all the hoops they had to to jump through, including coaches locked in their offices at home, uh, owners in their apartments, but it was a little different for one particular guy. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury, he kind of, Made headlines by showing off this elaborate setup at his home. Pretty impressive. But one guy pretty much stood alone, all by himself. Not because of what it looked like, but because of where he was. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones did his draft. He set up draft headquarters on his massive $250 million yacht. I'm
1: on a ball.
2: On a boat, two hundred and fifty million dollar yacht. It's
1: a big blue
2: Oklahoma wide receiver C D Lamb. They took him in the first round with the 17th pick. From the boat. Three hundred and fifty-seven foot yacht, the Bravo Eugenia. Reportedly cost him, let's see, cost $100 million more than when he bought the Cowboys in 1989. Now, you want to talk about inflation? (laughs) A $250 million yacht. That When I saw Jerry Jones on television via internet last night, he was sitting on a couch inside a $250 million yacht that cost $100 million more than the Cowboys when he bought it. It's incredible to me. So he stole that. And, I mean, you would kind of expect that, I think, from Jerry Jones, would you not? I mean, of all the ones out there, you know. He had people with him. At one point when, when he was on last night, my wife, uh, we were watching it, and Anna Beth goes, talking about the woman that was in the room, it's, does she not realize she's on television? Because <laughs> I think you had some of that throughout this draft stuff that people didn't realize they were actually being seen at that moment, <laughs> uh, and I, including, uh, and I guess that's his wife. I don't know. I mean, I would have no way of knowing. A $250 million yacht. I wonder if Gator Greg is calling us from his yacht. Gator Greg doing the chop right now on the DaVinci Equipment phone line, DaVinci Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're Kubota Dealer. Gator Greg, what's up with you? I thought about you, you actually a
1: DM for the Chiefs. We'd see that set up with you with uh, with Mary Liddy there dribbling the basketball, and you were ready to pull the trigger on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's right. Uh, Hilaire, <laughs> the front back. I want to ask uh, you, what do you think about that pick for the Chiefs right there uh, last pick of the first
2: round? Well, first of all, I think drafting a first-round running back for the Chiefs probably goes back, even though they're sitting here with the Super Bowl trophy, Greg, it probably goes back to – a couple of years ago when they lost their running back Hunt because of that off the field incident and he was the he he is like real deal talent but apparently has so many issues they had to get rid of him and nobody else has really wanted to fool with him not in a prominent way since then and so i think it kind of goes back to that of wanting to go all right look we've got the quarterback you know you you right now with Hill and these other guys you've got the receivers you can always build on that But let's add this piece of a first round running back to solidify that so that when you get into the next two years when you're going and having to draft a tackle, you know, or you're going and you're having to get a receiver, you know, you've got running back taken care of. And I think they do with uh, this kid out of LSU. That's just my thought. What do you think?
1: Well, you got Damian Williams. You got him there. Damian Williams at the big Super Bowl game mm-hmm. ran for hundred yards at the two touchdowns. Maybe they would been thought that he would have been the MVP of the game, but they gave it, of course, to Mahomes. I also want to ask you about a couple of Mississippi State players I find kind of interesting. Uh, is looking at the Saints, uh, Willie Gay, mm-hmm. uh, I saw his times and what he ran and what he did to combine. Uh, I think he's intriguing there and Cam Dantzler. Uh, has gotta be probably what, uh, maybe was one of the top 10 cornerbacks available in the draft. And we've seen some of the, uh, you know, some of the players went off the board. Okuda, uh, Henderson from Florida. Uh, where do you see those miss? Mississippi- I would think those guys would be some guys potentially you could see in the second and third round. Mm-hmm. I think, just why it'd be a good idea. Maybe next year you get with some folks, maybe get, uh, a guy, an NFL guy, and you, you guys, sit around and maybe you could do a kind of a, a virtual draft or do something while the draft is going on, maybe put it on the radio and listen, because I like to listen to some of you inside. I think you're a pretty smart fella. Once your broadcasting days are hung up, maybe you could see you as a GM, at the scout, somebody. I think you like that. Uh, and I think uh, the homecoming queen, you could travel across the country in RV and go scout uh, college football players yeah, we throughout the that. country. You guys good. appreciate
2: you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, You know, there's another name out there, Greg, from LSU that I think we're going to hear pretty quickly today, and that's Delpit. You know, I don't know what um, the needs are for every uh, NFL team. You know, you got Cam Akers still sitting out there. Somebody will take him. It's just a matter of when he's going to get a chance. It's it's not a matter of if he will get a chance. I'm really intrigued to see who's going to take a shot at Jalen Hurts, All right, but to a couple of players that you mentioned, this is a fact. This is not something that really needs to be argued. Anybody that's worth their salt from a football perspective is going to agree with this. Willie Gay, physically, height, weight, speed, strength, explosiveness, production. Willie Gay... Is a first round type athlete. Period. Lynn said on Facebook in the live stream. Lynn said Willie Gay is going to be a steal for some team, and I believe he has first round talent. There's no question he has first round talent, but he's got all these, you know, these other things, right? The look, listen, tell the kids at your local high school if you have a relation, uh, a relationship with them, or if your own kid is. Potentially a a four or five star recruit with a chance to play in the NFL. Tell them, make sure they understand, you know, it's up to you. It's your life. Okay. You can just, you can make some decisions. You want to make them go ahead, but understand this. You can be a top 15, top 20 level athlete like Willie Gay is. And if you have some blemishes off the field, they will not take you in the first round. Okay. The stuff just, and it's not, we're not even talking about like arrests or anything like that. We're just talking about cheating on the school stuff and paying a tutor to do your work for you and getting yourself suspended for the better part of your last year in college and punching a quarterback in a fight and breaking a bone in his face. Those things are why. Willie Gay is not off the board yet. I really believe that. You go, Matt, first round? Yes. So, Lynn, I emphatically agree with you. First round talent? Yes. Steal for somebody? No question about it. He's a big time talent. That other stuff is just it it just it marginalized him when there are these guys, you know, these others, the the cat from LSU, the cat from Clemson. That are clean as a whistle 4.0s. Or <laughs> better, you know, for lack of a better descriptor. Okay, who also run 4 3 or 4 4. So understand that. That's the difference. And, you know, back to the Chiefs thing, too. I mean, if the Chiefs had gone with that 30 second pick, first round pick, if they had gone uh corner. Or if they had gone safety, or if, you know, because, I mean, Matthew's great, but, you know, he's no spring chicken. Or if they'd gone more help on defense. I wouldn't have batted an eye. i have been happy with it. they choose to go running back. You know, build around the QB. Okay, fine. You can go out and score people. Do it. So I don't mind that pick at all. Now, on Cam Dantzler. Cornerback, Mississippi State. You know, where does he project? Look, he is upper percentile in terms of size and playing the ball in the air, ball skills for a corner. Upper percentile in that. But he's in the lowest percentile, apparently, in speed, which, I mean, just look at the receivers in the first round last night, right? Lamb to the Cowboys, and Rugs to the Raiders, and who was the other one from Alabama? And where did he go? The guy the Broncos took. I, I, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The other cat from out, out of Alabama. You know who I'm talking about. Um, Jefferson out of LSU. Those first-round receivers, what are they, Four threes and four-fours, right? I mean, you know, and so if you're a corner, if you're a certain type of corner, and you can play man-to-man, think about what you're trying to run with you better have 4-4 four, four out there at corner if I'm going to play on the outside and potentially have to run with these guys down the field when we go man-to-man. Well, Cam Dansler went to the combine and ran 4-6, so he's in the lower percentile in terms of speed. Now, at his size, 6'2.5", yeah, Jerry Judy, thank you, Anthony. I couldn't remember. Now, at his size, is he prototypical boundary corner and in some cases slot corner depending on personnel? Yeah, Dansler is. He, his build and his straight line, 40-time, is in the same vein of Jonathan Banks. And Banks, again, the Thorpe Award winner, one of the best we've seen at playing a ball in the air, and just instincts and physical and tackling. That's what kind of player, I mean, cut out of the same mold, same size. Banks didn't last that long, but he went in the second round to Tampa and played really well early on. Boundary corner. He's not out there to the wide side of the field having to run down the field chasing a Jerry Judy. And that's not what Cam Dancer is going to do. And you go, well, Matt, didn't I see something on Twitter where his agent said at his pro day he ran a 4-3? Listen, y'all, the reality on that is, and I wouldn't dare, I'm not criticizing because I want Cam Dancer to have success and go as high in the draft as he can go and play for 15 years in the NFL. But look, His agents put that video out. Okay, his team of agents, they had what they called like a pro day for him after the combine when he went and ran 4 6 on the laser. And they go down to somewhere in Louisiana, they're outside on turf, they do the workouts, and they hand time him and then show the the clock the stopwatch to the camera and it says 4 3. Not a single solitary NFL personnel person a coach or a GM paid one bit of attention to that hand time 40 yard dash they pay all the attention to the laser time 40 yard dash at the combine so Cam danceler will have to overcome that slow 40 time not only in terms of being drafted but in playing on the field once he gets on the field and they're going to take him somebody may take him second third round here and I think they should Because he's an NFL corner, it's just he's not an NFL field corner. That's the way it looks. All right. Still a ways to go with you here in the second hour. Jason, I'll come to your call when we come back. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Hey, uh, here's a little public service announcement for you from the FDA, Federal Drug Administration. Do not use disinfectant sprays or wipes on your skin because they may cause skin or eye irritation. They are intended for use on hard, non porous surfaces. You hear that, Beaver? So, just because Chris Brooks stole the hand sanitizer out of the studio doesn't mean that you could go, like, find a bottle of, I don't know, just say, like, spray Lysol and be spraying it on your hands and stuff. You're not supposed to do that, according to the FDA. Chris needs to bring it. I'm sure he's used that up by now. Watch it. As as soon as they lift this, as soon as this thing kind of goes out, then he'll bring a bottle back and replace it. What you want to (laughs) bet?
3: Sneaky, sneaky, sir. No, let me tell you what he's doing now. Oh, he's still using that that little bottle. He keeps refilling it. But here's also what he's doing now because I noticed this today. He's bringing in that little bottle of hand sanitizer gel, and he's bringing in a little bo- a little spray bottle of hand sanitizer. Really? And I I think what he's doing is he's putting that gel in his hands, rubbing it all in, and using the spray on top of it.
2: On top of it. Well, as Pete said on Oh Brother Where Art Thou, that don't make no sense.
3: <laughs>
2: it really doesn't. Doggone said Dancer's too slow. I don't think he's too slow to play. He just, you can't run a 4 6. He's good enough, big enough, and an excellent cover and ball skills enough to play corner in the NFL in certain situations and diamond uh, uh, down and distance packages for certain teams. But, you know, you just, you can't go run a 4 6 and be a corner that gets taken in the first round. That's just the way it works. With his film work, had he gone to the Combine and run a legit 4-4, he would have been taken last night. I believe that firmly. Jason has been hanging on for a long time with the Divinity Equipment phone line. Let's go now. Jason, what's up?
0: Not nothing much. Um, got a couple of things. Uh, one, you you asked why coaches color their hair like this. Yeah. The first thing out of your mouth and <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so I'm not even – 40 years old, and I have no hair. Hmm. And, well, I do have some, but it's like uh, hair, hair.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I have firmly decided that if but it's a, a miracle happens and I wake up with a full head of hair, that i colored a different color every week, and I don't care if I look like one of those punk rock dudes out in California or not. I'm going to be walking green hair. Mm hmm just
2: because they can i see in other one of those deals of like i did that once i went bald people that let their hair grow long when i was younger i used to kind of like come on man you cut your hair you look bad but now i'm like hey Mm -hmm. if you you can grow it grow it (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yep
2: that's my philosophy you Uh, can do it
0: i had a question about uh What's his name? Jake Wimberly. I kind of tuned into his show yesterday and mm-hmm. was uh, thinking about calling. Um, are they as weird as they sound? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who is they?
0: The um, boomer sounds weird too when he's, when he's talking to Jake. He's like all cool and mellow when he's talking to you and he's like, or right, maybe the other way around. Maybe Jake's just weird enough
2: well, up. Well, here's what it is. Sure. Here's what it is, Jason. First of all, Beaver and Jake are big buddies. Okay? They know each other very well. The other thing is they are in the same room with each other. When Beaver, oh, no. when, when Beaver and I do this show, we're not in the same room. We're not interacting. Uh, we are social distancing every day on this show. Big distance, in fact. So it has that... There's just a lack of connection there. So, see, that, it's just that's why it's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I, 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 was, I was talking to him back and forth a little bit yesterday because I accidentally texted them the other day. I fell asleep, listening to the other show, and uh, was texting them about the new steak coach, something she was saying on another show, and it got, got everybody all confused. I was talking to Beaver on accident. One morning last week, when I think he was doing, wasn't uh, Chris Brooks show? Uh, I called the place in Phoenix trying to get a homeless guy into a physical therapy, a phys- uh, homeless bed into a physical therapist, and uh, the area code is one number off. <laughs> I ended up calling the show, and he's like, "Well, you want to come on?" I'm like, "Who? Because <laughs> I don't, I don't. You're the only person I know on there."
2: <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Hey, Jason, I know that you're a State fan. We've talked about the Mississippi State quarterbacks and stuff over the years. I had an an interesting question. Uh, I got a message on Facebook last night, and it was about Nick Nick Fitzgerald, and we kind of went back and forth. And I came up with the idea, and I I think this is true. What do you think about this? Now, these are two huge ifs if something hmm. hadn't happened. But two things – totally diverted Nick Fitzgerald's entire career. One, the the injury in the Egg Bowl, and yeah. two, then Dan Mullen leaving. I sit here and I go confidently. I watched him and I saw the path that he was on. If, if he hadn't gotten hurt like that in that Egg Bowl, and he had gotten to play that next year, his final year, for Dan Mullen, Nick Fitzgerald would have been an NFL draft pick. I believe that. What do you think?
0: Um. Oh, an NFL draft pick. Period. Like there's yeah, no uh-huh. Right. Just,
2: just period. Oh right. yeah.
0: And I, yeah, and I, I'm going to take it a little bit further. I think he would probably have been a top four or five round draft pick, maybe even higher, because I remember the year. Before, it may have been the year he got hurt. Man, he had he had some some ungodly deep passes that were dropped. Mm-hmm. There was one in, the, actually, it's more than one in that Arkansas game that was ridiculously close where, you, I think the state ended up scoring right at the end to win that game. Mm-hmm. And there were three or four that were just walk-in touchdowns that the guy had just held on. And they mm-hmm. were just, they were not, like, they were NFL throws. Yeah. And, and I'm going to take it a step further um, and if Dan Mullen had stayed or we had hired somebody you know in that similar offensive mold we would be talking about Teton hmm. probably being in the running for a Heisman at some hmm.
2: point point. I
0: believe, I fir- firmly believe he would be a top two round pick because he, he came in as like a four star yeah, and that came in what was he three hmm. finally at the end and Y'all remember, right, when he came on campus, he couldn't have brought us out of a barn.
2: Yeah, he was a runner. By the, you know. time
0: he, by the time he left, Mullen had... It was just crazy how far Mullen progressed. I know. I don't guess I can call him a kid now. It yep. was like night... Chris Ralph was the same way.
2: Right. Mullen I, is a quarterback he whisperer. Hurt. He's a quarterback whisperer. And, and you know, and think about this, Jason. You remember, of course... Dak's a little different. I mean, Dak's just on a different mm-hmm. level than, say, Nick was. That's yeah. just fact. Okay. Yeah. But, but Dak yeah. Yeah. in 2014, Dak had that year, but he's a dual threat QB. You know, he's yeah. rushing for a thousand, running over people. And in order to go mm-hmm. be drafted and be an NFL quarterback, he had to make this transition into a guy who mm-hmm. could distribute the football sideline to sideline. And you'll yep. remember his senior year, he was a different QB. And yeah. M- Mullen and those guys did it. And that's why I say oh. that had Mullen stayed, maybe even after the injury to Nick, had yeah. Mullen stayed. But certainly if Mullen had stayed and you didn't have a Nick Fitzgerald with a broken leg, there's just no doubt in my mind that they would have coached him well. into more and more success throwing a ball and somebody would have drafted him. And I, uh, it's amazing how those things can you no. one little thing here and there can just totally divert no. a career and and in that case a life as well, no doubt.
0: You might to ask me something. In yeah, no,
2: no, go ahead. What you got?
0: Um, you remember when Chris Ralph, the, uh I think it, when he first came in for Tyson Lee at the end of that year and the next year, like uh-huh. he was just smoking hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he got
2: was it at Auburn
0: where he got hurt.
2: Yes, got and, banged up.
0: Mm-hmm. And he was whipping around like half dressed. I remember he played he played at Georgia and every time he got tackled and come up he was slamming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where do you think he ends up if he doesn't get hurt?
2: Doesn't get hurt. Yeah, it's it's a good question. I just I think that Chris I just think that Chris maybe just didn't have quite everything that it takes you know to go be that NFL QB. But there's no question the 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 injuries and the beating that Chris took running the ball really had something to do with that. But man, I'm telling you, again, you bring up another example. Chris Ralph in two thousand and eight. I saw him at practice and I thought to myself, he's just he just doesn't belong out here. You know, nice kid, quiet kid, but he does not belong out here. That's what I thought watching him at practice in two thousand and eight. By 2009, like you said, at the end of the year, Mullen had him coached up, running over people, throwing touchdowns in the Egg Bowl. And by 2010, he lit up Michigan throwing a ball in a Gator Bowl and won nine games. Mullen did some stuff that you're not supposed to be able to do. That's just all it is to it. Not back then, anyway. It's different now. Appreciate the call, Jason. Have a good one. Have a great weekend. We'll wrap it up with you next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Here we go. Darius Slay tweeted out 28 minutes ago. Ready to see some Bulldogs come off the board today. See Darius Slay, a former second round pick. You know, we were talking about Jonathan Banks earlier, but I guess well, what year was that? Was that um the 2013 draft? Something like that? Somewhere in there. Yeah, where you had. You know, Banks was the Thorpe Award winner, kind of the fan favorite. But then the draft rolled around after all the combine workouts. It was actually Slay who came off the board first to the Lions. And then later, Tampa took Jonathan Banks. Slay now in the NFC East with Philadelphia. Yep. And you saw some big-time receivers go into that division last night, didn't you? Well, one anyway, CD Lamb. But I know the Eagles went and got a receiver with their pick. I just don't remember who it was. And uh, you knew they had that need finding a weapon. They didn't. No, they didn't take the guy to LSU. They took the kid out of uh, TCU. That's who Philadelphia took last night. Yeah. So we'll we'll take a look at the draft and we'll know where some of these guys are going. We'll be able to talk about with that uh, talk about that with you on Monday. So here we are. Just going to kind of wrap it up with you. On this Friday, I'm Matt Beavers here. You're here. Appreciate you tuning in. Still got time to get your texts in on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Or uh, shoot me a phone call over here on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. 1059 we got some good texts earlier from Squirrel. Joey texted the show, and he's not a squirrel fan. He said, I would rather be trapped in a grain silo listening to Bobcat Goldthwaite read uh the Koran than hear from Squirrel. <laughs> Man, what a vivid description there, huh? And Linda brings up a great point. You know, I was talking about Nick Fitzgerald. Nick was the backup. Quarterback in St. Louis in the XFL this year. You saw the starter there, the former Ole Miss QB, Jordan Tamu, get picked up by the Chiefs of the NFL. Kind of maybe the biggest success story of players from the XFL this year was Jordan Tamu parlaying his success in the XFL into a contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. Get to go try to be Patrick Mahomes' backup. But Linda brings up a great point says Kurt Warner worked in a grocery store and did not give up on his dream. Can Nick Fitzgerald keep working at it? No question about it. He can. That's right. Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer Super Bowl quarterback with multiple teams. Super Bowl quarterback. And that's right. Didn't work out out of college. He's bagging groceries at a grocery store, went and played in the arena football league for the Iowa Barnstormers and had success Got to go to an NFL camp, made the team. The rest is history. He's a Hall of Famer with a gold jacket. And was on the coverage last night on ESPN. Did you see that? Of the NFL draft. So there's there's always a chance. Hey, let's do it. Let's ask what's up with Beaver.
3: Beaver, what's up in your world? Oh, Matt. Well, something just happened in the last five minutes. Actually. Oh,
2: no. Good or yeah. bad? Yeah good or bad
3: it's uh it's confusion
2: confusion okay what's a...
3: what's up with me is confusion <laughs> I'm us. I'm a circle back to the beginning of the show when you you know you you, you came at chicken Hawk and mm. you told him man we got to have a time limit for you you can't be calling in with seven minute calls mm-hmm. now chickenhawk you know he's <laughs> he's an interesting cat isn't he
2: he disregards any rules I think but yeah he he's, does he's he's, in, he's an interesting cat for sure he,
3: he follows his own rules. He calls in and, you know, he'll drop some crazy stuff. He's kind of all over the place, you know, keeps you on your toes and whatnot. Mm. And you told him, you gotta have a time limit. Yeah. But a few minutes ago, that super boring call from Jason went eight and a half minutes. Did it really? Yeah. And that was nowhere near a chicken hawk call. hmm So... So we got, we got to work out something here. It's got to be universal. If it's got
2: to be universal. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right. Well, now I, I feel bad because I hadn't heard from Jason in a while, and I just kind of felt like a. But you, but you got a point. Well, you know, if one person can't make an eight-minute phone call, then another person can't. Is it, that's that's the rule. And it's it's not Jason's fault. It's nothing against Jason at all. You just. Being himself, it's my fault because I got to move him along.
3: No, I didn't mean to, you know, place this on you, Matt no. White. I didn't mean no. to shame you. I'm no. not trying to time shame you here. I'm getting time
2: shamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good point. Tell the truth. Did Chicken Hawk call back and bring that up or did you just do, notice that on your own?
3: Oh, I just thought that on my own. Okay. I was I was looking at the time over here before we went to.
2: Brian. I didn't realize Jason's call lasted that long. Honestly, you know what? I guess it is. I guess it's because, in the you know, Jason's call kind of was winding up, and I prolonged it by a, I wanted to ask him a question about Nick Fitzgerald, which is unrelated to what we had talked about before. So I diverted it. It kind of went from phone call to interview almost. Yeah. See, doggone on the country-pleasing text line. It says, Matt, you're going to cut your wife off after eight minutes? What does that mean? Are you talking about when she's on the show? Because when she's on the show, I put a headset on her, and she's like a guest here in my office, in my studio. Unnamed texter says, I think the difference between Jason and Chicken Hawk is the number of Chicken Hawk calls. Okay. Yeah. And and. I think what Beaver's saying is we want to try to be careful not to be making up the rules as we go, because if we do that, then inevitably we're going to make a mistake. You know, we we'll do something that's not fair or whatever. You know, shorter, better. But in Jason's defense, again, he was wrapping up his call at about three minutes, and then I diverted it and said, hey, by the way, Jason, I want to ask you something.
3: Well, then I should time shame you then, Matt.
2: Right, because I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that put it going that way. Is this the same Jason?
3: Yeah, he uh, he actually meant to say something in his call earlier.
2: All right, Jason, what's up? Oh,
0: nothing much. So Who's complaining about how long my
2: phone calls? Well, up? it's not a, we're complaining about how long your call is. It's that earlier in the show, Chicken Hawk, he basically started the show today yeah. with a seven-and-a-half-minute call. I then yeah. said, we got to keep it shorter. That's too long. You know, three minutes max. Then we docked him another yeah. 30 seconds because he kept talking about fine bombs, So now he's down to two and a half. <laughs> and, and your call, Beaver told me it went for eight minutes. But I told him it wasn't your fault uh, because halfway through it, I started asking you questions. Yeah. So yeah. that's all it was.
0: That's all right. I, I got sidetracked. Part of my original call it was a few things I wanted to mention, and and he was one of them. Um, I like it when that dude calls. He's entertaining. He's goofy, and there's a word that rhymes with stupid, but he's he's part of the show, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. He's it's just as much a part of the show as as Leach will be. I'm assuming it's just. Right, I don't understand why people hate him so much. He's he's not anywhere near as bad as some of these textures.
2: Well, and here's the thing about it, Jason. This is one thing we can definitely say about Chicken Hog. It's never boring. And you know what? Well, and I guess that's that's probably the rub. Is Mm -hmm. is after about three minutes, it starts to get boring. I guess is the thing, yeah. you know what I mean. But is uh, up until that point, it never is. But like if all of Chicken Hawk's yeah. calls, even though he calls frequently, oh, okay. if they all went two and a half, three minutes, it's just never boring, and that's okay. Yeah. The the number one rule. Well, it's not. It, there's three of them. The three main rules in radio. I this is not mine. I learned this from Valerie Geller. Anybody ever wants to read her book, go read it. Number one, tell the truth. Number two. Yep. Make it matter, and number three, never be boring. <laughs> if yeah. we're if we're nailing those, then we can't go wrong. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's like, what else are we doing these days? I mean, let's just yeah. talk. All
2: right, we're at two and a half. We're at two and a half minutes. You got thirty seconds. <laughs>
0: uh, all right then, just tip your waitresses, eat tacos,
2: and that's it. Eat yeah, that's tacos. it. That's right. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. See you. Yeah, tip your waitress, eat tacos, and keep your calls to three minutes. Doggone says Jason loves chicken hawk. I bet Jason's gonna. uh, He says, "What do you say? Drink bleach to prevent COVID." Did somebody actually try that? Well, I, I had the PSA, the public service announcement earlier. Again, it came from the FDA. That just reminded everybody. Do not use disinfectant sprays or wipes on your skin because they may cause skin and eye irritation. They are intended for use on hard, non-porous surfaces. You can't just spray yourself with Lysol. You're not supposed to. It could be bad for you. (laughs) Lots of things could be bad for you. I just wanted to get that in there. (laughs) All right. My uh, parting thought for you to simmer on throughout the weekend is this. If you do something well, somebody's going to copy you. Remember that. If they copy you, don't be offended and don't let it bother you. Just look at it as a sign you must have done something right. There's my random piece of sage advice for the weekend. And I can't wait to be back here with Beaver and with you on Monday. Same time, same place. See you then in the Farm Bureau studio. See ya!